0: My name is Katherine Hopkins, I am a family nurse practitioner. My title here at St. Joseph's Medical Center is Director of Community Outreach and School Health. I've been here for almost 27 and a half years now, most of our patients have COVID-19 or they are what we call PUI people, person under investigation. So there's a high suspicion of COVID-19, and we're waiting for the test results to come back. At the following day, that Sunday, we had 11 codes. Does that mean That's, that means deaths or, or Yes, yeah. that means for in these instances, they were deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there have been more and more coats um, in the ED where they survived, um, but that Sunday was just, just. I, I've just never seen death like that. I've never seen anything like it. And to, to literally say goodbye to your relative, your loved one, as they're leaving in the ambulance and not know whether you'll ever see them again is just heart-wrenching. My mom died six years ago, and to me it was a privilege to literally feel her last breath and her last heartbeat. People, I, I feel that that was necessary for me as part of the goodbye. People don't have that. People don't have the, the Shiva. You know, all the things that we look at as, as the, the traditions of losing family members, whether it's a funeral, a wake, sitting Shiva, that's gone right now. Right. People are being denied that. Yeah. And... I, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? What do you do with the, the family? Three generations that show up at the ED. Um, grandma has just passed away. And I had to say, you cannot go in there. I am sorry, but you cannot go in there to see, you know, your, your mom, your grandmother, your aunt, your uncle that just passed away. Do you, uh, do you feel like it's, like it's plateaued or like it's on the way down at this point? It does feel like that, but I don't want to get into a false security either. It does feel like that, certainly. I mean, I was on Saturday and I had one code as opposed to the 11 I had a few weeks before. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have the ambulances lined up waiting to get their patients in the door. Did you have that at one point? Yes, we did. Really? Absolutely. We had the ambulances um, literally from New York City, Empress, uh, literally lined up out the door. And we were putting patients, wheeling them in and putting them in the hall in the ED because we didn't have any cubicles to put them in. Uh, it's it's sort of like a disaster you plan for. And here it is. Um and now I remember hearing on the news no one will be unaffected by this. Everyone will know someone. And yeah, I do. I know people. I know people that have we've lost because of this. I would say 99% of the people that were coming in were, you know, concerned about covid or had covid. We saw a lot of people from nursing homes. You know, I get in my car and there really are no words for what we're experiencing right now. Um, Everything from devastation to the best of mankind. You know, it just, it's, it's tough. And I can't go home and explain it to my husband. It would take too much effort. It would take too much effort. So he asked me how my day is. And I said, okay, I got through another day without doing harm. (laughs) And um, that's all you can say. That's all you can say. Um, Because they're just, it takes too much energy to even try to explain what's going on. When I see patients, I look at their nonverbals. I look at their facial expressions, and they're doing the same with me. And the only thing they can see are my eyes. Mm. And uh, although the eyes, you know, can be the windows of the soul, um, it, it's hard. It's, it's, I think it's harder to express the empathy and the sympathy and the compassion we want to get across behind all the garb we wear. Your, your manner was very comforting. I mean, you kind of leaned in when you talked about how his, his oxygen level was good and, and that's a good sign. And uh-huh. uh, you're still connecting from behind all of that gear that you're wearing. When I stop connecting, I might as well just go home and call it a day. To me, that's what it's about. That's the beauty of the nursing profession. My profession is I'm, I make relationships. What kind of hours are you working these days, Kathy? Anywhere, I guess, around 11, 12 hours a day, six days a week. It goes fast. <laughs> it, 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 you know, you hit the door running and you leave kind of dragging, but it, it does make the time go fast. You are on your feet an awful lot, it looks like. I am, Yes. Yes, I get in all my steps, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, miles. I think I did six miles one day just running around the hospital. Oh, yeah, my Dansko clogs. They're, they're very popular. I've had these for years, and they're, they're very popular for, you know, medical personnel. They're comfortable, and um, certainly more comfortable than my own sneakers are, my Nikes and New Balance. I like these better it's been difficult for the nurses to get on the phone when a family member calls. So we've also, myself and my other colleagues, have been calling families uh, proactively just to update them hmm. and, and, you know, recognize how difficult this is. And I leave my number um, simply because at least they can leave a message with me and I can get back to them. A son had called and said, you know, my mom, and it went to the supervisor, my mom doesn't have a phone, and I would like to speak with her. And so Fidelma and I said, we will." We took his number, we'll get back to you. We went upstairs, and Fidelma saw an empty room, and we took the phone right out of the wall and plugged it into this patient's outlet right by her bed. We called the son and said, okay, we're putting the phone your mom's ear and we removed her oxygen cannula and the mask she had on and she could hear him we don't know what he said but I'm I'm sure it turned out to be his last words to her and as she was lying in bed you could see her lips moving as if she was saying something back to him um that's probably one of the most significant things we've done through this whole thing. I was born and bred in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. I'm a Yonkers girl. My parents moved when I was 16. Um, I keep coming back to Yonkers to work here. I've spent 27, 32 of my 40 40- professional years working here in Yonkers with homeless families and now with school-age kids here at St. Joe's. So it means a lot to me to be able to give back to the community that I owe a lot to. This is home for me. This is, you know, the mission of the hospital really aligns with my own mission, my own personal mission. I don't know if you're aware, we are sponsored by the Sisters of Charity. That's our sponsoring organization. And it's nice to know that an organization like the Sisters of Charity sponsor us. We're accountable to them and to their beliefs, and to their goals, and to their mission. So it's not just this little hospital, stand-alone. We answer to a larger organization, and I'm very proud of our sponsoring organization. They do so much to work with the poor and the underserved.